0: Dink me, Tippy. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. I need a good dinking. Are you, are, you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive.
1: Nah. Whatever. Be happy. Oh. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where 330 somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me
0: are my friends Sam, Ranger Todd Buckaroo Billfold, <laughs> and Jim.
1: And I'm Sam. <laughs> Today, we cover episode 9, part 1 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 9, part 1's title is Doug's Big Catch. Now, this episode starts with a fantasy. And Doug is rowing a boat in a storm uh, with Mr. Dink. And Mr. Dink has like a fishing rod out and he's like trying to catch a big fish in this big storm, right? It's also
2: interesting because it's not immediately called out as a fantasy. So I thought for a second this was actually going to happen in the episode. And that would actually be cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. You're right. It's There's nothing in this that's inherently fantastical, right? I mean, it's Doug's, Doug's in a little sailor, sailor suit, it. but... <laughs> So the one thing that couldn't be possible here is Doug changing his clothes. Yeah, pretty <laughs> so much, yeah. Yeah, he's dressed in a little sailor boy outfit. And, uh, oh, and he's working hard. Yeah, <laughs> he's like point. He's like braced against the storm, right? So that wouldn't happen either. And Dink is in like a captain's outfit. Um, and he's I also, completely
2: buy that Dink has a captain's outfit and oh, an yeah. admiralty flag with the gold trim. <laughs> yeah.
1: definitely that he made himself (laughs) yes or no he bought it it's very expensive why doesn't Um, doug's dad take him fishing this okay this is a hundred percent what i was gonna get into (laughs) yes yeah there's that's one of the
2: big lingering questions here and Mm. i have part of an answer for it but we'll get there when we get there yeah mr dink is trying to catch this fish that's dragging him forward while he calls tippy in the other hand with a phone saying Hey, uh, this is so cool what I'm doing. It's like that one set piece in Resident Evil 4 with a giant murder fish. This is action-packed. This yeah. is and the fact that it fades to Doug sitting in a chair talking about it's crazy. I actually thought this would be pretty boring. Like, this is an actually good intro. This is alright, yeah. my interest is peaked. I want to see what happens next. A boy and his next door neighbor
0: battling the trickiest fish in Lucky Duck Lake. Hello.
2: And then none of it actually fucking happens
1: <laughs> I mean it's like a clear it's supposed to be like kind of a Moby Dick kind of thing yeah, that's yeah. happening in this fantasy um, it's, it is funny to me that he calls Tippy while this is happening and he's like hey guess what we're doing so it's like he didn't tell Tippy at all that they were going to go out on a dangerous journey to catch this fish or something I mean it's I like, buy oh, it. I'll have to and then he's like yeah exactly and then he's like oh I'll have to call you back even though I just called you because it's actually hard right But yeah, so like you were saying, we fade out of this and we go back into the real world and Doug's like sitting in Mr. Dink's living room Uh, and he's like, oh yeah, Mr. Dink invited me to go to the Big Bass Off contest and it sounded boring until he told me about this story, right? Until he told me he caught a fish and
2: suddenly I was fucking on board. (laughs)
1: Right, yeah, uh... Dink, for the record, in this room that we're sitting in, Dink is in, like, a fishing room. He's got, like, trophies of fish on his walls, and they're, like, fantastical fish. They're, like, super big. I think one of them has, like, a face of a cat, so it's like, oh, it's a catfish. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, but they're they're enormous. Like, Mr. Dink is, like, an accomplished fisherman, right? Jokes. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good joke Uh, (laughs) that you have to pause the episode to see. (laughs) <laughs> um, but so so we're in this room and he's like oh man like let me tell you this crazy story about my battle with Old Chester the biggest wiliest fish I've ever seen and he lives in Lucky Duck Lake he's like I chased this fish for 30 years ever since it stole my wallet
0: which, which okay. Sam what's it called <laughs> hey it's a uh, Ranger Todd Buckaroo Billfold now, yeah, Ranger she, she like Todd Buckaroo <laughs> Billfold. Why do you, why do you
1: like that so much? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> why is it so meaningful to you?
0: I, God, just like word salad.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's hard to tell I, whether his name is Todd Buckaroo Billfold because I <laughs> could that could totally buy that being some incredibly stupid. Like, let's see here. Doug is pardon me jim jenkins is that would be 60s yeah yeah that would be about on track for uh the 60s cowboy and indians really shitty tie-in stuff just ranger rick all that, that dumb crap so that would absolutely be on par for jim jenkins just pulling some garbage thing from his childhood and saying yeah he'd be torn up about that sure but i what dropped that my, my
0: wallet me, in the lake
1: Well, what that also tells me is that Dink's most prized position is his wallet, because it buys him very expensive things. No, but that's
0: the thing
2: that interests me about this, because Jim Jenkins kind of tripped over something interesting here. The one that got away is a classic hunting-fishing story. Oh boy, it was this big, but it got away, you should have been there. Was and is a mainstay where people are desperate for any kind of entertainment. And haven't discovered video games exist yet. But suburban Virginia, hunting and fishing trips are a bit of a hassle. And so the kind of guy who has a lot of time sitting around to buy a bunch of very expensive stuff starts telling a lot more of the other kind of the one that got away stories about the time you went to the city and some fucker stole your wallet. The Ron Paul Uh. Newsletter is a fantastic reservoir of this genre of suburban (laughs) libertarian psychosis. Seriously? Feature feature pages worth of yelling about how, quote, fleet-footed, the denizens of the urban jungle are. And what? O- are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. And how the only <laughs> way for the well-meaning white guy to survive in such a place is to be openly carrying a gun to ward them off. The Mr. Dinks of the world do tend to have stories like that, and they do tend to be willing to share them with youngsters with little provocation. But the fact that Jim Jenkins combined the fish that got away and the time
1: some fucker stole my wallet story is <laughs> weird. Oh. oh no, I hope that wasn't intended. I I really I hope so to too, but <laughs> there's a link there. Oh god, I, I hope... Jenkins didn't subscribe to the Ron Paul newsletter. I mean, I know for a fact Mr.
0: Dink does.
1: Sure. Okay, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. We need to go to the gold standard, Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: the only way we can keep buying these very expensive things without avoiding the dread inflation. Now about the races, immediate cut.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so... Yeah, so the, I think this is just supposed to be like a Moby Dick thing. Like, he stole my leg, right? No, he stole my wallet, right? The thing that's. Wait, that's what happened to Moby Dick, right? He stole his leg? Yes. I don't read it. Okay, uh, yeah. All yeah. I, I
0: remember, stole Moby. Stole it. Yes, he, oh, I remember from Moby Dick is the chapter everybody's jacking off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
1: one that you yelled, squeeze, squeeze uh-huh. at us constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a different Doug episode. <laughs>
0: For those of you at home, Moby Dick
2: features like, yeah, okay, big story of vengeance and all that stuff. There's also a bunch of really boring stuff in there where the guy goes on at length about the processes involved on a whaling ship, and the word sperm gets used a lot. <laughs> oh, Good, it's that'll a good, be a it's different a good book. book <laughs>
1: it's a good book. Yeah, it's a classic.
0: <laughs> it's very long, very long, and okay. very boring. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of boring. <laughs> by the way just as an aside here i fuck i I hate this episode because i hate fishing like uh, fishing is the most boring thing in the universe to me and like this was work to me this was more painful to watch than the haircut episode and that haircut episode like fucking uh, just ruined (laughs) my day this this one is so goddamn boring (laughs) but this one's like a functionally like
2: a story is told by this one the story just sucks
0: my, I, I can't get over how much I hate boat stories. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm well, let's talk about some boats. boats. Let's get into that boat
1: story and talk about it. Once upon a time, um, a boat killed so,
2: Sam's family.
1: Right. So, so Dink is like, oh, man, this fish got away. I drew a picture of it. And he like pulls out this like crappily drawn picture and shows it to Doug. He's like, see, three fins. And Doug's like, wow. And Mr. Dink is like, this year. <laughs> That's I a bet- fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is a fish. I don't get it. (laughs) So this year, Dink is like, all right, I've gone all in. This isn't just a fishing competition. This is fish warfare. And this is what gets Doug's interest. He's like,
0: warfare. I love war. Right on Acres, baby. (laughs) Finally, just
2: imagining this perfect, incredibly expensive ship that will be able to go into the depths And declare
0: war on a fish. One of the things on Dink's, like, table of fishing equipment is a stack of dynamite.
1: Yes! Yes! (laughs) He, like, starts naming off the things that he has. He has sonar, he has radar, a depth finder, shortwave, autopilot, like, chairs. and (laughs) Yeah! So most of these things though, most of these things though, real quick, are like normal things to have on a fishing trip, right? <laughs> like they're not weird, except for the TNT, and also a microwave for corn dogs in case they get hungry, he says. Um, but Doug is like, oh man, fish warfare. Oh, this sounds great. And he has another fantasy. Uh, so Doug is a war hawk, right? Like, let's just get this on the table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, Doug only... loves war.
1: <laughs> Doug loves killing of any sort.
0: It's <laughs> right? weird so, given how meek he is.
2: Yeah, Doug gets anxious about anything that is personal, but war is just a thing that happens in
1: movies. So it can't <laughs> be that bad, can it, guys? This happens to other
0: people. Only other people get killed in war. <laughs> it's sort of a side here. How many movies do you think Doug is seeing? Uh four. <laughs> I feel like Doug has actually intentionally watched all the way through
2: maybe four, but his parents are absolutely sitting around in front of the TV watching movies every night, and he's probably absorbed some of those by osmosis. Okay. But I imagine Which explains how always... he gets all of the just random materials oh, for his fantasy visions true. that don't make any goddamn sense because he hasn't actually seen the whole movie
1: true like he has a he has like his jack bandit so he's got like that kind of aesthetic he's later he'll have like an indiana jones kind of deal this one we're about to get into is like a hunt for red october kind of thing um yeah you're right okay he's seen some movies (laughs) yeah so we get into this fantasy uh and it's doug in a submarine and this time doug is the captain for some reason even though it's the
0: ss dink
1: Yes, labeled on the side of the submarine is the SS Dink. But Dink is an ensign in this. And Doug repeatedly calls him ensign. And Skeeter is also there, who is another ensign. And Porkchop is there, and he's just, like, mopping the floor. So Doug is, like, the power player in this, right? (laughs) Dink and Skeeter are like, oh, he's... This, he's closing fast. He's five miles out and he's closing he's, uh, she's, she's closing fast, and then Doug immediately says, not she. He. <laughs> so Doug is
0: like Doug respects pronouns. Hmm. Right.
1: for
2: the right. dreaded enemy.
0: Right. So that's something, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: so he's just having this like power fantasy of like being the captain of this. And did we just come back from this? Mm-hmm. And and Doug is like jumping up with bloodlust on his chair. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like war. Yes, it's time to kill. God. Right? Uh, yeah, so he's like, yeah. Of course I'll go with you on this, right? Like this is what convinces I need to Doug to state my
0: need for blood. <laughs> I need right?
2: something I need something to do all the masculine things that I feel I never will be able to do in Christ, have you seen what my male power fantasy looks like, you guys?
1: <laughs> right. Well, my male power one.
2: fantasy has been shot by Sam. It's not great <laughs> for me.
1: <laughs> right. Specifically on there we're referring to the Quail Man episode. <laughs> if you're listening to these out of order for some reason. <laughs> if you don't know all the lore. If you, you are like a fake do. friend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we move into going to the fishing competition dink is driving them there in basically a jetson's car with tvs on the side um and pulling this tiny ass boat so sam you alluded to like why doesn't doug's dad take him to the fishing competition right why why is dink
0: taking children at all Right.
1: To to me, it would be hilarious if they get to the fishing competition and Doug's dad is there and he's like taking uh. Judy. <laughs> it's like Doug and Judy there at the fishing competition and they're like, "Oh, hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. <laughs> what are you doing here? Hey, welcome. We were hoping to see you." <laughs> right?
0: No, that would be interesting and funny. Instead, we get we get this episode. <laughs> yeah. God, oh it, God, man, I'm just like, getting pissed off thinking about how much time I spent watching this episode. <laughs> the 12 minutes you spent yes. watching Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> oh, man, you could have used those I'm so
0: much better. Right, I could have been jacking a off instead that's what we're doing now (laughs) for 12 straight seconds i could have been jacking (laughs) off okay
2: okay (laughs) i'm sorry i zoned out what are we talking about
1: i
0: don't
2: know
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we get there we get to the fishing competition and uh like mrs dink has also come with with mr dink and doug and she's in like no, A like, Mr. Dink suit. says,
2: it was so great to hear that Tippy decided to come with us. And then she just responds.
1: If you think I'm going near that boat, you're crazy. I'm getting some suck. Yeah. And she's like, did you notice that, like, when she was introduced, it did, like, the, like, sexy pan up? Yeah. <laughs> like starting at her
0: feet <laughs> and then panning weird. up to her face. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm all dinked up. I <laughs> do <You know. laughs>
1: Right. Like, uh, I mean, they're trying to. I don't know whether. I mean, maybe it's just like, look, she's wearing a swimsuit, therefore she is sexy, right? Dink me, Tippy. (laughs) God damn it. I need to (laughs) go (laughs) dinking.
0: Fuck. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't we all.
1: So, so, yes. She tells. She says, "Fuck you. I'm not here for the fishing competition. I'm just here to." I'm here for the
2: thing. depressed
1: middle-aged men. So, we the first thing that we see here is that this is like a big event. There's like a judging stand. There's like some vendors. Uh, yeah. There's two vendors. There's two
2: vendors. One of which is an ice cream shop named Ice Cream. Okay,
1: good one man Uh and next (laughs) to a hot dog joint called what a weenie (laughs) agreed
0: What what a weenie indeed
1: (laughs) (laughs) Responding to many of the things that are occurring here. Yes, (laughs) and Doug Desperately wants to go to what a weenie.
2: Mr. Dink says hey get some hot dogs before we go
1: Right. Uh and, and he says, How about several hot dogs before we set <laughs> sail? <laughs> Total normal thing to say. Yeah. Then he says, Doug, go get them for us. Doug, get me several hot dogs.
2: <laughs> Doug, put hot dogs in me. Doug. Ah ah
1: ah ah. Yeah, they, ah baby bird ah. those dogs. <laughs> um so so Doug does it, obviously and uh roger is there roger and his minions roger and his minions for once are not
2: actively they're passively antagonizing doug as opposed to actively they're just sort of being a shit to you know the usual shit you'd see in a place like this namely oh that crazy fucker dink is out here again talking about that one stupid fish
0: how, does, how do they know about that, though? Do they go up and have, has Mr. Dink tried to get Roger to do this with him?
2: Like, yeah, how they, do
0: they know about this, this stupid fucking fish?
2: I think that's what's suggested, because they do comment, I wonder what sucker Dink found to go with him this time.
0: Why is he taking children to do this? Right, so this tells me, huh. so, okay, they know that he does this
1: because he does it Ostensibly, he does this every year, right? And since this is Doug's first year living here, this would be the first year he'd see this. Because the big bad fish happened 30 years ago, and I guess he's been trying ever since then to get him back. So yeah, he must bring a junior companion with him every year. And he says, like, yeah, what? how did he sucker him in this time,
2: right? Evidently, this time, all he did was just say, hey, you want to come with me? The other ones had to actually be given some... Something in exchange for uh, their (laughs) services, which raises the additional question, what the fuck are they supposed to be doing? It's a fish. What's the second person for?
1: Rowing hard like he did in the fantasy. (gasps) Or, well, Dink has a lot of equipment, so maybe it's manning the equipment. But hold on. Before Roger, like says this stuff he says to doug he does a a brief moment of actually bullying doug and he says what are you going fishing in an inner tooth and doug makes a well actually face and says well actually (laughs) good good dear dear reader think about when someone tries to explain something to you and you have no familiarity
2: with this at all i have not done it three times already on this episode alone (laughs)
1: Right. Picture the face they make—that smug little, like, incredibly like, I'll cool. Show you. And when they start with the phrase, "Actually," this is a hundred percent what Doug does here. So Doug is the biggest coon, <laughs> <laughs> just the worst. God. And so he's he's about to well, actually, Roger, and tell him that he's in Dink's cool boat, but. Rogers Rogers like they go into why they
2: go into without Doug saying anything they just unprompted just start ripping on oh god dinks here again let me guess (laughs) each of the Rogers minions takes it in turns describing Dink's story in detail because they've all heard it before.
1: And also, they like, oh, they're like, oh, Chester, he took my girlfriend, he ate my homework, he aired the tires on my bike, <laughs> right? Like, it's all these things that they're just like, yeah, Chester's dumb. And yeah, I, who things.
2: gives a shit?
0: Right? How do they like? How do they have the effort to like know about this or make fun of it? I don't. It's just like it. It's put in here for no reason. There's no real payoff. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's the show well, it that, pays like, off
2: very promptly with the well, no, actually it is weird that this is happening. If you want to not do it, Doug, I'd understand.
1: That happens in a minute because like this is the moment when Doug is like, "Oh, maybe it's actually not cool. That I'm maybe going there's some <laughs> stranger <neighbor.">
2: danger up in."
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe Dink is actually not a cool person. Man, but then again, he's also taking this from his bullies. Um, and I assume that the reason they're saying this is because they've all had a run in the dink boat, right? Yeah, Each one of them has <laughs> they been have suckered into it. Each in one past. of
2: them has at their own time
1: been properly dinked. <laughs> and while we're here at the hot dog stand, there's two things I got to say about the hot dog stand. One, Roger is eating a bun with relish in it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't think there's a hot dog
1: in there. No, he's just eating relish on, on bread. The famous two,
0: Bluffington green hot dog.
1: <laughs> and two, did you guys l- look at the people running the hot dog stand?
2: Uh, they're those two weirdos who help them move in, yes?
1: Yeah, so not only that, they're the two weirdos who help them move in. They're also the cops. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, these guys have performed multiple roles uh, in Bloomington. So, like, okay, and they look kind of depressed. Like, you see their faces. They're not great about being there. So this tells me one of a couple of things that, like, civil servants do multiple jobs and like all these jobs are nationalized or B, they're doing odd jobs to make it by and Bluffington has a private police force that they hire random people. Like this is Uber, but this is Uber, but for police. Mm. (laughs) I don't know.
2: Reinforcing the the, understanding that there are copies of the Ron Paul newsletters circulating around Bluffington. (laughs)
1: Right. It's what it's what in the libertarian utopia. <laughs> we know this. We know that Bluff Co. owns Bluffington. Yeah, right? yeah, so good point. B- by these two running the hot dog stand and being the cops and doing the moving, like they brought people in from Bloatsburg. They're like, oh, the we have police a special Yeah, in. they got a police
2: escort into town. Christ.
1: Yeah. So, and and remember that this is the town. I know we're going way back here, and I'm going super Doug brain on you fools. But, like, at the beginning, when Doug first moved in, the number ticked. The number of people who live in Bluffington ticked over to the amount of people. So maybe it's the the movers, like, they clicked it themselves. It's the police state, and they're the ones who moved them in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their official uh, Bob White-sponsored minder or... BB's dad-sponsored Minder, whose job yeah. it is to make sure that uh, nothing goes wrong, that nothing is ever really that curious. It'll be interesting to see if those two ever interact with Skeeter.
0: <laughs> my, my theory is that they were hired by uh, the Bluffs just to make sure Doug never does anything cool.
2: <laughs> it's a dirty <laughs> job, they, they- but someone's got to do it.
0: Right? It's,
1: I don't know how we'll do it. I don't know how we'll get it done. It's going to be real difficult. <laughs> Maybe they're, like, who they gave Roger a coupon to come to the hot dog stand knowing that Doug would be there. Because Roger's not in the fishing competition. He just, like, they just, like, roll up to the
0: hot dog stand and then leave.
1: Yeah, he's, right.
0: He went to a lake to get some hot dogs. <laughs>
2: and watch a bunch of people get on boats.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a ton and of 20,000 also, people. There's not a lot to do. Right. And And this is reinforced to me as well by the fact that, like, in just a moment, we'll see that this competition, this, like, fishing competition is run by the mayor, right? He's the one who starts it. He's probably the one who judges it. And. That's why he got some people he knew he could
0: trust.
2: To yeah, run the he's dogs. got his agents monitoring the concessions.
0: What's, what is the competition? Do they ever explain? They don't, no, they don't. They don't okay, fine. Given, <laughs> given that it's called the Big Bass Competition, I assume biggest it's to fish. see
1: biggest bass specifically.
2: Okay. <laughs> Chester's a fucking Asian carp. Stop <laughs> trying to... Mr. Ding, yeah. we added those for a reason. Stop trying to catch one.
1: <laughs> right, they're disgusting garbage f- fish for losers. <laughs> Is that one of those fish that gets like introduced to ponds so that like to clean it up or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. There's also about. I want to
2: oh. say the Asian carp in specific. There was some kind of crisis where they escaped into waterways and started breeding out like crazy. Oh yeah, they're also like yeah. if you, they get the chance, they become fucking huge.
1: Right. That would make sense for Chester that they think he's huge. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Also, incidentally,
2: they are like catfish insofar as because they are bottom feeders, they taste like absolute crap. So, if you're <laughs> going to eat one, you ha- they have to be very good at preparing it and also preferably deep fry that sucker and bread it because actual taste of the fish flesh and not so good.
0: Catfish <laughs> sushi.
1: Ooh, baby. That's a fucking problem. Probably thought. exists. anyway uh so so doug has this knowledge he's like man people are gonna think i'm a loser for hanging out with dink (gasps) oh no (laughs) like oh yeah no
2: oh people are gonna think you're a loser because you're hanging out with your next door neighbor right why are you doing this again (laughs) doug Why were you in Mr. uh, Dink's house listening to him tell his fish story about the time the fish stole his wallet?
1: Right, how did he get there? Knowing that it was going to be a boring, Mr. Dink's like, hey, come over and let me tell you a fish story. And Doug's like, I know this is going to be boring, but he told me I have to come over, so I'll be there. Yep, I I think, (laughs)
2: okay, good, we've plotted this out.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. Okay, so Doug walks back to Dink. And Dink is, like, throwing shit in this boat. Like, he's throwing golf clubs in there. He's throwing exercise equipment in there. Like, he's, like... And the boat is getting, like, lower and lower. So, you can see where this is going, right? I mean, like, it's... Yeah. No. Also... (laughs) Oh. This is the part you blacked out at. (laughs) But, um... So, in this also, like... Why didn't Dink buy a nice boat? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and all these very expensive things. It was too He's expensive. He's got like a robot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it wasn't uh, like in his writing job, he couldn't
0: afford it. <laughs> They're actually heavily into debt because of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this is what did it. This fishing trip for the past 30 years. Right. He buys a new boat every time and sinks it every time. Important to do a Viking funeral to <laughs>
1: yeah, so Doug is like
0: Sometimes I get seasick Oh, you don't have to
1: worry about that, Douglas We're on a lake
0: Lakesick it's, Yeah, I've never heard of that
1: Prince Andrew right? says what? <laughs> so, yeah So Dink is like uh, I see what's going on Everybody told you I was crazy, right? And he's, like, somber. He's, like, not being goofy
2: in this. We see briefly to the tragic heart of Dink. And for a second, we're like, okay, yeah, that is sad. And you kind of feel sympathy for the guy. And, eh, what the hell? There's worse things you could do than humor him. And then he immediately just U-turns right back around to being manic again. And, uh,
0: right. Uh, I like uh, Doug's, like, D- Mr. Dink might be crazy, but who else is going to humor his delusions? <laughs>
1: yeah that's what his
0: justification is cruel and stupid
1: (laughs) yeah he's just like like that seems just such so shitty yeah he's like I know you suck god yeah so he tells him I guess I gotta stick by you because no one else will right
2: guess I'll humor somebody else's incredibly stupid delusions as opposed to my intensely stupid delusions that happen on a daily basis,
1: my very smart thoughts that are good and justified. Yeah, so, yeah. So the contest starts, and everyone speeds off. So I guess there's no like wake laws on this lake, so it's probably gonna get like destroyed soon. Yeah. Chester's <laughs> right. um, probably
2: the biggest fish still left in the lake. Probably yeah, the only fish left in the over. lake.
1: <laughs> right. definitely um and so like they all speed off and dink's like all right let's get going and tippy like throws in the key and that's the one thing that like sinks the boat right which is start okay that's in the right same time zone as a joke (laughs) right and as they sink Dink salutes. Yeah. As they die <laughs> Dink salutes his creator as and he drowned,
2: bubbles, as and s- he drowns himself and Doug both. <laughs> we thank him for his service.
0: Neither of them wearing life vests <laughs> or any kind of like
1: swimwear, they're just wearing the same thing they always wore. And he salutes
2: God and his verse <laughs> salutes God and walks and, backwards into hell,
1: yeah. And and Tippy, yes. <laughs> and, and Tippy,
0: like, doesn't react, <laughs> like. She's just like, yeah. There's that. a boy drowning. <laughs> She's like, I gotta get some sun. Yeah, like,
2: I. the first five times he did this, I freaked out. This time, I. the secret police already know what to do.
1: All right. <laughs> this has happened so many years in a row <laughs> with so many young boy compatriots. That Roger, and his, Roger and his
2: buddies just sort of sitting there on the shoreline, looking, going, just nodding very seriously to one another. Our work here is done. (laughs) Let us leave.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's probably how that guy with, like, the fucked up ringworm eye, how he got the disease, (laughs) like, (laughs) oxygen deprivation, like, he, like, died almost. Jesus.
2: (laughs) Anchors away, my boy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So he sinks salutes god and walks backward into hell i like that and then the next shot is them on the on the dock like shivering in towels and doug has bubble gum now for some reason <laughs> yeah don't worry in about order it. to in order to justify a later scene which also doesn't make sense yes at least there's
0: finally some sort of payoff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah this is like, some, they were like, huh, like this one thing. Like, let's get into it when we get into now. it. But like, there, there is a reason for him chewing gum for some reason, however shitty. It right? is a
2: stupid reason, but it exists. Chekhov's gun for once is being loaded <laughs> and then later on fired, as opposed to loaded, chucked over your shoulder, and then saying, eh, I'm sure that's not going to need to be dealt with.
1: All right. I gotta say, also, Dink doesn't salvage any of the equipment. Nope, all of Like <laughs> All well, this fishing equipment
2: I... was not waterproof.
1: <laughs> and, like, well, I guess I'll just litter in the lake. <laughs> I've paid the fine before. <laughs> I'll pay the fine again. The fine
2: is a tiny <laughs> fraction of the amount of electronic equipment I have consigned to the bottom here. This dock is built right. on the
1: corpses of my hopes and dreams. But, like, remember. Like one of the things that he packed on the boat was a microwave, and <laughs> you're not even like, supposed to—you're not even supposed to throw a microwave in the dump, like in the trash. Like that is not gonna be great at the bottom of a lake. And, right. it, had, and
2: it was self-powered too. Remember, it had a power yeah. supply. It's also
0: got
1: dynamite down
0: there. <laughs> All
2: right. So, like, how the hell did they avoid getting electrocuted?
0: Yeah, like, Dink
1: is throwing, like, radioactive waste and weapons and dangerous electronic (laughs) equipment into the lake.
2: Do I have to go get back to the libertarian well, or can you see where <laughs> yeah. I'm going with this one? Maybe
0: they yeah. actually do die here, and this is just like some <laughs> fucked up afterlife that Doug dreams up. Yeah. In the this afterlife, it's possible here. to
2: achieve any of your dreams, unlike the bitter harshness of reality.
0: Achieve your
1: dreams in ways that definitely wouldn't work. Yep. <laughs>
2: yeah sure like (laughs) just god is the ultimate kind like if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons god is the ultimate kind DM in the afterlife no that's the stupidest (laughs) idea I've ever heard but yeah sure fine it works
1: All (laughs) (laughs) alright In, in a recent game that I played with some people, we had uh, an invisible guy like in the middle of a field, and we were like, how are we going to catch him? So we took 50 feet of rope and ran it across the field and red-rovered his ass, <laughs> and it worked. It's <laughs> good to see other people are skilled at humoring you
2: very good i'm i'm proud i'm happy to know that we'll get in touch and we'll establish a support network
1: it wasn't even my idea
2: my God. somehow the disease is spreading
1: it was good anyway so so the boat sinks they're on the shore and dink is like ah oh, well i gotta give up i all right, this is the last of it. I'm probably out of money now, and I've paid all the carbon offsets I can to, to fix this damage that I'm causing to the lake, right? And they walk off, and Dink's like, man, when I was your age, all I, I didn't have any of this fancy equipment. I just had a safety pin and a string on a stick. And Doug's like, Can you really catch a fish like that,
0: Mr. Dink? No, in fact... I don't think I ever really did that. I think I just saw it on TV and got mixed up. <laughs> right? I think it's Jim Jenkins trolling us.
2: <laughs> uh, partially that. And the other part of this is this is a thing that he's touching on inexpertly that is real. Like, okay, your additional trivia for the day. C.S. Lewis, the Chronicles of Narnia guy. Profoundly weird man. He wrote a very interesting book called The Screwtape Letters from the perspective of a senior demon telling a junior demon how best to get someone, who's definitely not C.S. Lewis, to go to hell. A lot of it's (laughs) dumb, but some parts of it ring very, very true, and one bit's this. He mentions that one of their greatest tricks for making people fucking insufferable is it was better in the old days. Because from (laughs) the perspective of the old people, it was. They had less health problems. They were a lot better looking. And to pick an example at random, they were still dumb enough they could enjoy the children's television show, Doug. (laughs) In the book, definitely not C.S. Lewis's mom has been made a nightmare to eat with because all she wants is something simple. It tastes like it did back in the old days. And as far as she's concerned, the reason that nobody can get it right is because you can't get good cooks, you can't get good waiters, you can't get her a restaurant these days. Everything these days sucks ass. As the demon can comment... No, the real reason is back when she was younger, she had other problems to deal with and was less focused on food. The pleasure of being able to sit down and eat and not run after a kid for a second or two was what tasted so great. Now that she doesn't have all those other things going on and mealtime is not just a brief moment's respite, of course nothing tastes as good. Nothing has ever tasted as good as pizza at three in the morning when you're <laughs> drunk as hell. That doesn't mean that pizza's good. That pizza sucked ass. I like pizza. (laughs) But you fucking loved it because it was three in the morning and you'd been out with your buddies shouting insanity at the void. So this is the thing that Jim Jenkins is kind of getting at here. Mr. Dink is trying to recapture some fraction of that old glory. And so he's got all this crazy equipment and... No, you could really just use a string, a safety pin, and some bubble gum. You don't need all those gadgets to have a good time. There's only one core problem with this. That sucks. That sucks a lot. (laughs) Fishing with just a string and some bubble gum and a safety pin doesn't work. And you just sit there on the water holding nothing. Forever.
1: (laughs) Right. But the best part about this is that Doug questions dink and he's like would that really work because he like doesn't think it would and dink agrees that it wouldn't work and then doug does it yeah (laughs) he's like mr dink look i have
0: brain damage (laughs)
1: mr dink i did the thing that we both agreed wouldn't work
0: (laughs) right also would like to know in the background Porchop is barking at a seagull, and I think we established earlier that this is a lake. Yes. <laughs> so they yes. a seagull for no reason.
1: Right. Hey, right. don't worry about it.
0: They were also brought here for ambience by the man. Maybe seagulls actually do fly over lakes. I have no idea. I just thought I was like... I just They put that in for no reason.
1: This, this is... <laughs> This is making me think that you're doing word association like seagull, that they're not at the sea. And this is just what they, the joke that they made in the fucking show of lake sick and seasick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're doing a duck joke. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> okay, so Dink is like, I give up. I'll never fish again. You're looking at a broken man. And Tiffy is like, don't worry, I'll get you cotton candy, my good boy. (laughs) So this is when Doug is like, I got to do something. And so he does the thing. He makes the fishing pole out of the safety pin and the shoelace. And this is where he uses the bubble gum as bait, which is the worst bait. (laughs) Uh, I can't imagine any part of that that would work. Like...
0: Use. They probably have a bait shop at. The, or at there could the be a, place. A, a worm coming out from the ground or something. Yeah,
1: he could do anything, or he could use <laughs> the hot dog bun from his hot dog yeah, that he had He could use earlier. a piece of the hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's and,
2: and pay good, off. But, why the fuck there's a hot dog store even? Yeah. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> you know, we had to load the bubble gum the chamber first <laughs> We had to
1: bake bubble gum, him chewing bubble gum At a place when it didn't make sense that he was chewing bubble gum We've given you so this medical bubble gum
2: after we've saved you from electrocution and drowning You're welcome
1: <laughs> So that we can use it as bait in a place that it wouldn't work as bait <laughs> We really paid off that bit. <laughs> yeah, so... Doug is like, I gotta do this. I've I, I'm gonna go Like, and this is what makes sense. Dink, like, had pointed out, he's like, this is where I used to fish. And Doug is like, oh, maybe that's where I'll catch something. Maybe that's where I'll catch Chester, who lives where you used to fish. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Maybe this is why you haven't caught him in
0: 30 years, because you left the spot he lives at. I just just like Doug coming up to Dink saying, couldn't we try? And Mr. Dink's just like, Doug, I'm trying to eat candy right now. (laughs) That's what happened. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Doug, you're ruining the one part of this trip. (laughs) The one good part. The part
2: where my (laughs) wife baby birds me cotton candy because I'm a sad boy. You don't want to know about our sex life, Doug. It's not a pretty picture.
1: And, then, and this is when he says, You're looking at a broken man, and Tippy doesn't give a fuck. Like, you see her face, that is just like stone face. <laughs> oh,
0: she She's just like, Yeah, this has
1: happened before and will happen again.
0: Yep. <laughs> also, I, I was thinking about it. Doug says, uh, We have to catch a fish to cheer up Mr. Dink. I feel like that would just like piss him off. It's like you and try for two seconds and catch a fish. It's just like, Guess what happens? That's what he sees in a fantasy.
1: Like, he he starts to fish, and uh, like he snags onto something that looks really big. He's like, oh man, and he goes into the fantasy zone here.
2: Where he's being interviewed by someone. It's evidently been a slow news day in Doug's imagination. And the interview is simultaneously talking about how big and badass this fish is and how cool Doug is for catching it. And next to that we have Bud Dink, the guy who gave up on fishing five minutes before Doug caught this. How do you feel, (laughs) Mr. Dink?
1: And, and in this, so a couple of things happen in this fantasy. One, Doug is keeping this massive fish in his bathtub, and he is feeding it ice cream bars. Because it says, the, the newsmaker says, he eats 300 buddy bars a day, like those peanutty buddy bars, right? So Doug's idea is that he will catch a fish and feed it ice cream all day. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and two, he says, here's Doug, the guy who cat caught it. And he says, how do you feel? And Doug goes, great. And he knows he's standing next to Dink, who he's owning on. He's just dunking on Dink. He's like, I feel great about this. <laughs> right?
0: He's like, I feel so good about fucking destroying Mr. Dink in this fan." Mr. Dink has been doing us for 30 years, and I accidentally fell into this. <laughs>
2: They did a Simpsons episode about this, and that's a major plot point that, ha-ha, Principal Skinner has been destroyed once again.
1: Wait, Principal Skinner?
2: Yeah, they did a Simpsons episode where, yeah, Bart and the meteor. Like, that's just the A plot in the first half of the episode is, uh, I've been doing this for 30 years, Bart's fucking around for a quarter of a second, does it instantly. Ah, and yes, that's right, the meteor will be named after you, Bart Simpson. No! (laughs) And because they are a much smarter show, that's where the joke
1: ends. They don't go any further than that. I I mean, I do love that he's fantasizing about yeah. owning this. Yeah, like if it's funny. Yeah. But okay, so we, we come out of this and Doug's like, All right, I don't want to do this. I want Mr. Dink to help me and he says like, Oh, Mr. Dink, my line is snagged, can you help? Dink runs down there and he's like, oh, it's probably just hooked on some trash or my boat. It's, like, it's hooked on all the garbage I've thrown in there over the years. right? You like, probably just caught the microwave.
2: Hold on.
1: Right? You probably just caught the lit dynamite. Like, he knows that he's been polluting this lake for years because that's what his odds are that Doug would catch. Yes. Yeah, but it turns out it's actually a fish, and uh, Mr. Dink struggles with it, and they pull it out, and what do you know? It's Chester. It's uh, Chester. It's Chester, and (laughs) who could have seen this coming? But when he catches Chester, Chester is covered in purple liquid. So, like, this lake is polluted as fuck, right? <laughs>
0: that's just, like, it's the, that's just... just the microwave leaking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or it's just gasoline, who gives a fuck, right? Yeah. Like, like, this this is not a lake that you should be fishing in or swimming in as they did. Or living next to. <laughs> yeah, because the water is purple. <laughs> yeah, so... So Den catches his fish. And he just gets take, the fish. He gets the fish, and he celebrates for a minute, and then he sobs because God, he just loved Chester, and he loved buying equipment. He's like, "Who am I gonna buy equipment to catch now?" Even though he just said he'd be done with fishing forever, right?
0: Yeah, well, well, it, you know, it's got, well, it's Doug. No, he's not. It's Doug.
1: It's dog and Dink <laughs> immediately abandons his previous statements due to new information. It is the yeah, way of so Chester,
0: the way of
2: the dog.
1: Yeah. Chester also sobs for his life. Yeah. Uh, he's slowly he's dying. about to
0: die. <laughs> he's he
1: suffocating. Like, they do one good bit of like he sobs and then he like peeks out to see if it's working and then he sobs some more. So he's like fake sobbing even though he's actually dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he fakes sobs in order to like get sympathy from Dink, I guess.
2: That, or he's right. a fish out of water and is gasping for breath.
1: <laughs> One of the two, right? All of this, all of this is unintended, and he's just having death throws in Dink's hand. <laughs> just
2: Dink is be like, huh. It's not as satisfying as I thought to feel my enemy's life slipping away in my hands.
1: <laughs> Why isn't he fighting me? <laughs> Without the struggle, God. I
0: have no meaning. i first better back. I yeah, guess. So- What's the matter, Mr. Dink? I never really thought what it would be like, Douglas. who I fish for? I, I love this
2: fish. Unlike Doug, who, of course, as one who seeks pleasure in warfare, is like, yes, destroy (laughs) your enemy.
1: He's like, this is what I was waiting for, the moment of the kill. I feel the thrill of bloodlust consume me. I want to watch him die. (laughs) His his final gasps are all I can feel
0: anymore. Throw him in the dirt. (laughs) Watch (laughs) him squirm it's a good thing you brought that oven when Mr. Jane's oh. like, like Jesus, Doug yeah, Doug, <laughs> chill out
2: i invite my next door neighbor's kid over to watch me fish and you're successfully weirding me out
0: <laughs> Did do, do you have a boner, Doug? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is your first boner over bloodlust?
1: <laughs> are you enjoying fishing as a concept? <laughs> Doug, when I was wondering when we were driving here why you were picking all the legs off that spider. <laughs> now, now I see.
0: Doug, where's pork chop? Uh, yeah.
1: Doug, why are
2: you force feeding your dog more chocolate? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Doug, we've talked about this. Oh my god. But okay. So for a minute, for one single fucking fraction of a second, Doug has sympathy, <laughs> and he says, maybe we should let the fish go. Not because, like, you remember he had that fantasy last episode in the restaurant of the fish saying, please don't eat me. Now he doesn't give a fuck because yeah, no, the actual now it's, fish is squirming. I
2: mean, he didn't give a fuck then after he discovered they were tasty, so I guess yeah, he just learned right. to take pleasure in the kill.
1: That's, <laughs> that's
2: true. Let's seek out an adventure. Watch something (laughs) die.
1: Yeah. So he has a brief moment of, well, maybe we should let it live so that we can watch it die another time. (laughs) So that we can catch it another time and feel it writhe in our hands that time. (laughs) So he says, throw it back. And Doug is learning a valuable lesson about the releasing war prisoners. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So so that we can catch them again.
2: (laughs) Otherwise, it's just not fun. And isn't it fun what it's all about?
0: Look, if the war ends, then nobody will buy the guns. So the war (laughs) can never end. And that's what Dink is concerned about. Dink is like,
1: I can't buy more expensive equipment if there's no more fight to fight. So you're right. Shit, he does say that, doesn't he? He's yes. promoting the industrial military <laughs>
2: complex. Yeah, no, he's full on. This is uh, Richmond, Predicting Virginia. The forever war. Yeah, this is Richmond, yeah. Virginia. This is the town that Forever War built, baby.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And then he says that Chester would do the same for him, which what I I don't know about that, Mister <laughs> Dink. I feel so. Ch- would you? <laughs> and then he
2: kisses Chester. Then he kisses Chester. There's this. There's this entire weird mythologization of struggle thing here that as a podcast dedicated to explaining the depths of Doug psychology there are too many levels here there's the level on which yes my beloved enemy it is all I've always sought to kill you and now at the end I kiss you and throw you back for you must remain for without you who would I be and also how would I buy more shit
1: yeah, oh my god. Which is also a part of his identity. Yeah. His his entire identity. Yeah, is his entire identity is shit.
2: buying shit, and we've just been introduced to this additional trait, and just we have the moral of, I cannot change. For a second, I realized that going defining my life around catching a fish was fucking stupid. And then, no, no. Don't change. Don't grow. Don't learn that perhaps this was an idiot thing to be attached to. Just... <laughs> Stay obsessed Uh, about the same stuff you were obsessed to write a TV show whose entire core conceit is (laughs) how you really, really liked that girl who it turned out didn't ever give you the time a fucking day.
1: I, I like the idea that, uh, you know, when Roger and his minions were like, who you sucker into doing it this time? I like the idea that he's caught Chester every year, <laughs> forgot about it, and then someone else is like, yeah, yes. like, he's doing it again. God, like, da- he's done this before. Like, Roger <laughs> is just
2: standing there watching, like, Oh God! Is he kissing the fish again? Which- oh, he kissed the fish again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: which, which is obvious because it was the easiest fucking fish to catch at the dock in two seconds. Yeah, it was bubble gum. Right. Yeah, this has happened before. The reason why, and oh, specifically Dink when he was like, "Oh, I bet it's caught on something." He was like, "Oh, I bet it's caught on an old tires." So, like he probably built some like fucked up like car that's also a boat to take him out, and then that sunk on purpose, Jesus. like. Because Mr. Dink's
2: hobby is just driving, like half of that equipment is just stuff that needs to be mysteriously vanished by the US government or or by Bluffco. Just like, yeah, no, here, (laughs) take this. Uh, Yeah, it's a fish radar. Don't think about it. Also, don't ask why it has GPS coordinates on the side.
1: Right, don't look at those coordinates. Yeah, it's just the bottom of Lucky Duck Lake now. Weird,
2: there's this box here with that just is signed Huggles Osama bin
1: Laden. Does this mean anything? (laughs) Oh man, so yeah, so he throws the fish back and he's like, All right, I feel good about this. And also, the fish had dropped Bud Dink's old wallet. He's like, Oh, how did the fish drop the wallet? Oh, don't cares.
0: think I don't fuck, okay. God, the fish fuck had a all. pocket or God something damn it yeah.
2: Like I think fuck Mr. I, Dink God. had a deploy wallet Like Mr. Drink had a drop wallet He had a spare copy that he would deploy Just so he had an excuse <laughs> yeah. to say Yes I will go back to hunting in the future
1: And furthermore This fish has been living for 30 years And also has had this wallet in its mouth for 30 years
2: This hasn't digested like, it Hasn't choked to death on it It's just been sitting there somewhere
0: yeah. Mr. Dink was like, nobody's going to believe me and then he gets to the wallet and he's like, now everybody has to believe you. Do they? Do just <laughs> having a wallet mean anything? It's got my old student ID. Oh.
1: <laughs> right. And but then he's like Oh, but I used to have three dollars in this anymore. Oh, now the fish stole my three dollars. Oh, my God. I hate you, Chester. I want you to fucking die and burn in hell because you stole my three dollars.
2: From hell's heart, I limply thrust it be.
1: (laughs) Right. So we've learned that Dink can be bought into assassination for three dollars.
0: Never mind the $10,000 worth of equipment at the bottom of the lake right now <laughs>
2: It's about the principle of the thing There is no amount that is too much to spend In the pursuit of sating bloodlust and vengeance
1: Never mind the lesson we were about to learn That it's okay to release your fish catch And let things live and spare them If they take your $3 All bets are off and put their head on a
0: pipe Yep <laughs> Right? Right? oh my yeah, it's god it's just absurd it's just like a fish doesn't take fish as far as I'm aware they don't use money <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah, uh, no, you could argue geez. that over those 30 years the fish digested the dollars except for where the fuck did it digest the wallet then <laughs> right. like right. this exactly. okay I get you're trying to end this on a gag but the gag doesn't make even by the rules you set earlier in the episode the gag doesn't make any goddamn <laughs> sense Insofar as there is a all joke right. here is we get to see what Bud Dink looked like 30 years ago, and he looked like a dweeb. Okay. All
1: right. So, uh, we the the sun is setting, and we're cutting out of this, which, by the way, the competition is apparently still going on, and it's almost nighttime, and everyone's still out on the lake, and the mayor's just like, yes, this is good. Everyone stay out on the lake all night. I probably <laughs> forgot that it was a competition. Life's a
2: picnic, and the mayor is trashed right now.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, the mayor just fell asleep and left. (laughs) So, yeah, we leave, and Doug's writing in his journal about how he learned some valuable lessons about fishing. Oh, yeah, Doug? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he writes, I'm really glad I stuck by Mr. Dink. And real quick, Doug writes two sentences per page in his journal. Like, either his journal is tiny or he writes enormously because he writes the sentence, like, I I paused and freeze-trained this shit. He wrote the sentence like, I went to the riverside, which he didn't. And then he says, I'm glad I stopped by Mr. Dink. (laughs) Right? And then he says, I learned a lot about fishing, such as never give up. Okay, even though Mr. Dink did try to give up. He says sometimes the big one is right under the dock, which that is like close to being a metaphor. Yeah, it's sometimes close that's to being okay. Like an adage. It's
2: right where you like. It is sometimes what you seek was closer than you thought it was.
1: Right, that one's okay. And then three, always leave your valuables at home, which
2: because you I, never know when one of those fuckers is gonna jump you and try to take your wallet, right,
1: kids? God. Oh, I forgot that we talked about yeah. that. I don't like that, and you're probably right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. <sighs> you Another great episode them. of Doug. Yeah. I love it. hey, my brain hurts. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you can, you can spare them and not send them to jail unless they took your $3. If they took your $3, $3 oh, there is
2: no amount of money that is too much to spend to get back what's yours.
1: Oh, no, yeah, nothing. Okay. No
2: subtext here. <laughs> fucking Christ.
1: Yeah, but also, Mr. Dink didn't leave his valuables at home. They all sunk to the fucking bottom of the ocean, right? Yep. (laughs) Like,
0: those were way more, who cares? Whatever, fuck, who cares? (laughs) Sucks so bad. Now you're on my, you're on my, we're on the same page now. (laughs) In conclusion, the
2: economics of fishing in Bluffington are strange, confusing, and fucking (laughs) stupid. Much like the rest of Bluffington. (sighs)
1: Yeah, and, like, Porkchop dresses up as Chester and, like, steals Doug's wallet, and he's like, oh, I'll catch you just like Mr. Dink tried to, to get my wallet back. And that's the end. That's the the episode.
2: (laughs) And the moral of today's story is, fishing sucks. Don't do it.
1: I also... I agree. Also, that Doug supports the Forever War. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. have any more thoughts on this one, or if we? You know. Nah, I think well,
2: I'm basically okay with leaving it there. This episode I'm all dinked yeah. up. Yeah, we've all been dinked up, and as is usual after being all dinked up, I'm now sleepy and confused and angry.
1: <laughs> and support mercy <laughs> for your other people or fish that you run into. Yeah. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Good game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gg's. <laughs>
2: Good game. No replay, or whatever the fuck
0: that we'll saying goes.
2: Replay next week. Replay next week, when we do
0: the next uh, one of these. It's another God. Dink episode. Oh, hell yes. <laughs>
1: oh, good. <laughs> it's okay. Well, let's call this here. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.